And we are entering a new series called You Can Change. It's based on the fact that once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, you are no longer the same person. God has given you a new mind and a new heart and a new purpose and a new direction. Isn't that awesome? We're not what we once were, praise God. We're not yet what we are to be, but we are on a journey of allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to transform us, to change us, to mold us, and to make us. And he's called, he's called us to this process. Aren't you glad? We all want to change, don't we? If, uh, if I went around to every, every person in the room today, there's something about us that we would want to change. You know, interestingly enough, there was a uh, survey on, co- on a college campus with the most beautiful, lovely women creations of God. And they asked them, is there anything that you, would, you don't like about yourself and what would you change? And interestingly enough, every one of them said something about their body. Isn't that something? And then they just asked, average, looking, plain, bland, no, average looking women on college campuses, is there anything that you'd like to change? A good portion of them said, not really. Like Popeye, I am what I am. Amen? And see, for us as, uh, as Christians... We have to get to the place where we say, like Popeye, I am what I am. And it's based on the grace and the glory of Jesus Christ that reigns and rules within us. I am what I am. Isn't that something? See, the great I am becomes the I am in us and causes great worship and glory to to rise up from our, from our hearts and from our souls. And this is God's plan. How is he going to reveal the glory of God to a lost and dying world? It's not through institutions. It's not through systems. It's not through politics or education. It's through the only representative of God's glory here on earth. And that's you and that's me. Isn't that something? We represent the very glory of God. The very power of God the very working of his wondrous grace in God. And he displays us to a lost and dying world and says, see, this is my glory. This is the wealth of my kindness. This is the beauty of my mercy and my love. And it's represented in you and it's represented in me. And now he kicks us out into a lost and broken world and he says, Show them my glory. Amen? Amen. Show them my glory. The problem is, when you glory in yourself, the glory of God in you is diminished. Amen? Amen? To the extent that we try to lift ourselves up and exalt ourselves, to the extent that we don't prefer one another and honor one another and love one another, The way Christ has loved us, we diminish the glory of God in our lives. When we honor and prefer and love and serve and give 
based on what Christ has done for us, the glory of God is evident, and people respond to the grace and the glory of God. And that's what this church is all about, Steel City Church, the family that's here. On New Year's Day, after staying up all night, watching the Twilight Zone series, you're here. Praise God. I did that one, one year, and I was wrecked for like two weeks. Uh, we all love to change, change things. We want to change things. We all have things about us that we don't like. We're looking for this new year. We're looking back, making evaluations, and we're saying, I got to change this about my life. I got to change this about uh, the way I do this or the way I look and haircut and maybe some new clothes and some stuff. But we'll find this year, as every year, that true heart transformation is not about the resolutions we make or the determinations we make. Heart transformation and the change that really matters for eternity happens when we get a greater revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And when we we gaze on him, we become like him. And we cast everything aside that would lift itself up above the knowledge, the praise, and the glory of God. And we we look to the cross. We look to the throne. We look to the Son. And we become like him. And people see us like him and they say, I like him. I want to be like him. Amen. (laughs) He's the change and transformation we're really looking at. We really need and the change we are, we, we need so desperately. And that transformation and change will happen for all eternity, right? Isn't that awesome? God is calling us to live out our earthly existence based on kingdom principles, the kingdom of God, the authority and the victory that's wrapped up in the glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ who is seated at the throne of God. You know, we pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Christian era began with Christ, as Scripture tells us in Hebrews 1, verse 3, when he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The Christian era began with Jesus Christ the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world who resulted in our purification of sins as we responded to him in faith. We looked and we lived, right? We taste and we we, we knew of this wonderful salvation experience. We were born again. We became in Christ. And when we're in Christ, our lives are hidden with God in Christ. Does that blow your mind? Christian life began when we turned in in faith and realized that we are seated together 
with Christ in the heavenly realms. And you're wondering, and you're saying, I thought I was at Steel City Church. What's going on? What we're going to look at is this fact that anything that happens in our relationship with God, in our purpose, in our passion, and what God has for us, it always starts by us sitting. We as human beings, we like to work, don't we? We got to get the job done. Let's get this thing done, man. I'm moving. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. People, wrap this thing up. I'm moving. Okay? I'm doing. I got plans. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but we're, we're moving, man. We got to take care of this situation. Come on, everybody with me. Let's follow me because I don't know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> but I'm moving. Now, you take this. Isn't that sometimes the way in our Christian life? We know we got to be good. We know we got to be righteous. We know we got to go to church. We know we got to get with Come on, people, let's do this. Let's get our behinds out of bed and go to church. Come on. Let's do this thing, man. Come on, let's work. Let's do this. Let's. All right, you've heard enough of that. That's how we think. We need to get the job done. We need to work. We need to be on the move. But you know what? If you don't realize right now that as Christ was seated with God on the throne and that you're seated next to him, your work, your walk, your struggle... And you're making yourself good means nothing. Because you know what? It's not based on your due. It's based on his done. And how many times in our Christian experience, we do, we do, we serve, we love, we give, based on our own working and walking. And we get burnout. And we get upset because people don't appreciate it and people don't love us and man I did this and I did that and I got nothing right you know why you feel like that because you didn't serve God from a position of being with Jesus Christ and sitting first you see Christ is calling us today he's up on his throne and he's saying relax come sit down with me come sit down with me And let me tell you who you are in me. Amen? What your identity is. And then, from a place of authority and victory in Christ, we go and we attack a lost and broken world. You got to realize that you have to sit with Christ. Being a follower of Christ, we quickly learn that if we try to do anything in and of ourselves, we get nothing. If we seek to attain something or achieve something spiritually on our own or in our own flesh, we miss everything. 
For Christianity begins not with a, with a big do, but that big done that Jesus Christ said. That's why the Ephesians opens up with this statement, all praise to Jesus Christ, who, listen to this now, if you, fall, if you're, you find that you're deficient in the blessings of Christ or the provisions of Christ, take this word into your heart and into your mind right now. Wait for it. All praise to Jesus who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are invited at the very outset to sit down and enjoy what God has done. In your Christian experience, when was the last time you just sat down and enjoyed what Jesus Christ has done for you. Let him speak to you, right? Let him shed his grace and his love on you and just receive from the Lord the wonder of who he is and what he's done. Sit in his presence. See, walking implies that effort. God says that we are saved not by works or effort, but by grace through faith, nothing that we have done that we can take credit for. We did nothing whatsoever to save ourselves. We simply laid upon him the burdens of our sin-sick soul. And we said, God, there's nothing. I've tried everything. I'm lost and I'm broken. Finally, we laid our burden down at Calvary and immediately... We're sitting with Christ in the heavenly places, understanding the wonder of his blessings to us as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. Every day we should wake up with this wonder in our hearts that we are with Christ in his victory. We are with Christ in his power. We are with Christ in his provision. We are standing and sitting with Christ in his protection. Everything that we need today is found when we sit with Jesus and receive. Not what you do, not because of your effort, not because you come to church and you serve or anything like that. It's because you take time to understand the perspective from the heavenly realm. See, this is not a command. God doesn't say, sit with me. In the heavenlies. And you're wondering, how am I going to get up there, man? This is crazy. What it is, is it's a compelling encouragement to you today that you're already sitting there with him. Amen? Amen. So out of our sitting with Christ in God, then we begin to walk. Not in our flesh, not in our own endeavors. It's based on the identity, this new identity that we have with Jesus Christ. We're forgiven. We're redeemed. We're restored. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. The living word is being molded and shaped into our heart. And every relationship, every circumstance, every situation is based on that wonder 
of this spiritual blessing that Christ has given us. You oftentimes uh, are shocked by your by who you really are. You ever get shocked this week? Maybe somebody said something and something came out of you. Or something at work and, you know, the old patterns came back. Maybe words that came out of your mouth and you're like, No! Right? That's okay. What that is, is God saying, Come sit with me. Amen? Come sit with me. Let's have a cup of coffee and chat about who you really are. See, I used to get really, really guilty and shamed by my actions. Filled with rage, filled with anger. But every time the old pattern came out, the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ took me upwards and said, listen, bro, this is what it's all. Take a look now. Look where you're seated, right? Look who you are. Now, stop that. Get out of here and start walking worthy of the calling of being under the authority and victory of Jesus Christ. Walk worthily now because of your, your authority and victory of being seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Doesn't it, doesn't it kind of blow your mind? I was R.A. of a dorm. Okay? We were playing guys' dorm. We're playing a girl's dorm. And we're losing in softball. <laughs> I got these low-level athletes around, and I said, guys, I want you to take a look at something over there. They're girls! Okay, let's get our act together. Win this game, come on! And from the first inning, there was a freshman in my dorm who I was RA. I was supposed to mentor. I was supposed to encourage. I was supposed to love. I was supposed to show the grace and the kindness, the loving mercy of the Lord. Seated at the right hand of God, flowing down into this young individual. But he kept mocking us. And after one inning, I came over. I think I blacked out. But when I awoke, my hand was on his neck and my fist was in the air. I was a senior, ready to go out into ministry. Ready to go. And I was going to take this kid's head with me. Amen? And the Lord said, uh, come on, come take a seat with me. Amen? Come take a seat with me, because that's really not what we're trying to do here. Okay? The anger and rage of man does not fulfill the righteousness of God. So I got up from the, okay, helped him up. And his look on, my fa- on his face was one of sheer terror. And the Lord said, Meet me. Sit with me. I dropped my glove, and I just walked around the campus until dark. And the Lord showed me that anything that we do has to come from our identity of being saved, delivered, 
redeemed, loved, a child of God, accepted, access into his very presence, right? This is our identity. And God is asking us now, from that identity, walk out into a lost and broken world. Don't take off heads, right? But show them the glory of who Jesus Christ is by allowing God to mold you and to shape you so that you'll live a, live a life walking worthily of the calling that God has, has called you with. Many of you look at your life and there's things going on in your life that maybe you know God really doesn't like. And eventually, you're going to have to deal with that. Because like I said before, anytime we exalt ourselves or we exalt our flesh or we exalt our carnal nature, our old nature, above the glory of God in our hearts and lives, the glory of God, the grace of God, the purpose of God, the passion of God is diminished. And what we try to do is we try to work, right? We try effort. We try doing stuff. And the more we do stuff, the more guilty we become and the more shamed we become. And the accuser of the brethren gets on us and says, you low-life jerk piece of garbage. You're a loser. Look, you can't even do this for God, right? You can't even run out there and serve God and love. Who's going to look at your life, right, with any kind of, of uh, example, Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Because look, in one instance, as you turn to God, confess your sin, you are forgiven, you are cleansed, and you are made righteous, and you are ready to be used by God in an instance. Isn't that awesome? Right? How many of us get, really, we just beat up on ourselves over and over and over again, Because we've been trying and we've been putting in such effort. Stop it. Stop trying. Stop mustering. Stop striving. And meet with the master. Amen? What he does is he gives you not only the will, he gives you the desire to do of his good pleasure. And friends, we can't live without the, the, the desire of God operating in our heart that's pushing us for his glory and for his his grace in our hearts and lives amen remember the story of jesus when they went to lazarus house his sister martha and mary one thing i love about jesus is he loved eating now he probably ate in moderation okay but he loved meeting with people we were here yesterday we had about 45 people here playing games, laughing, making fun of each other, and having a wonderful time. Just loving on each other, right? And you know what? That is what we take to heaven, right? You never saw a a U-Haul truck, U-Haul trailer behind a hearse, right? What we take to heaven is this awesome relationship that we have with Christ that we share with one another, okay? This is what it's all about. Martha and Mary and Jesus, Lazarus, and whoever else they had at the house. Martha was busy in the kitchen. She was working. And you know what's interesting? It had to be done. They had to eat. Right? Lots of times in ministry, 
We do a lot of things that have to be done, but our attitude is wrong. Here's Mary, lazy, lazy girl, sitting with Jesus. She's lounging, hearing Jesus speak, hearing Jesus talk. Can you imagine being with Jesus in person when he walked the earth? The wisdom and the compassion and the insight that he would share. Mary was just eating it up. And Martha's out working in the kitchen. Finally, she was like, that little sister, I never liked that sister ever since she was born. And comes out into the living room and says, Jesus, this lazy sister of mine is not working. I'm in there striving and working, and she is not helping. What did Jesus say to her? Martha, you're all messed up with wrong motivations and wrong attitudes, right? Mary's got it right. This one thing is needful, that you spend time with me, that you gain wisdom and insight, that you understand who you are when it comes to your identity in Jesus Christ. And from that, you go and you work and you walk in the grace and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it true to you today that there's one thing that's needful? If you could point out one thing that's needful in your Christian experience right now, what would it be? Would it be to do a new ministry? or Would it be to read the Bible more? Or would it be to, to come to church more? Or would it be to get up on the worship team? Would it be to serve on the coffee bar? Would it be to be a greeter? Would it be that you get into kids' ministry? No. One thing is needful, is you spend time with Jesus. You gaze upon him, and he molds you and he shapes you. And then his kingdom comes, and his will is done through your life, resting in the wonder of who Jesus Christ is. See, in creation, God works six days. Okay? Adam uh, was created on the sixth day. And what was Adam's first day in the garden? Everything was set up. Everything was done, baby. There's no work here, right? Adam's first day was filled with the provision of God's love and intimacy and relationship, of the wonder of who God is. He had the ability because he was without sin, to comprehend the vastness of his character, nature, and attributes the first day. And then we find out, what did he do? He blew it. Right? He blew it. And that's why we see Jesus Christ coming. Jesus Christ says, my work, my nourishment, my food, is to do the will of him who sent me, to do the work that I have come to accomplish. My father is working, and I am working. Amen? You ever consider yourself uh, an employer? Have somebody under you? Isn't it amazing that God is working for you? God works for you in every situation of your life. God is working for you. He who began a good work in you, will continue it until he sees you face to face. doesn't matter what you do, what you think, what you say. 
He's going to continue working on you, whether you like it or not. And you say, God, leave me alone. Oh, yeah? You're already hidden with me in God. There's no getting out now, buddy. I'm with you forever. Amen? That's a great feeling, isn't it? Our life is hidden with Christ in God. In redemption, Jesus Christ worked. Born of a virgin. Born in a manger. Lived a sinless life. Misunderstood, misrepresented, mocked, scorned, beat, betrayed, denied, killed. That's how God works for you. And then, like the sixth day, when God said it is very good, Jesus said on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. Amen? The work is accomplished. The Father said, son, Come on back to your glory. Come on back to your majesty. Sit on the throne and get your glory back because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords who won the victory over sin, death, the grave, and hell. Right? And now when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, He ushers us us up to sit next to Him in the wonder of His provision of the cross. The resurrection, the glorification, and the sending of the Holy Spirit down to minister who Christ is in your heart and in your life. You know what? Even though the job is done, God is still working for you. Amen? Amen. God is still working for you. Never sleeps, never slumbers. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He watches over you both night and day. Like that falsetto? He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And I forget the rest of the song, but it's a very, very good song. It points out, Colossians chapter 1, read it today. The very creator is the one that sustains you right now. The very creator is the one that has redeemed you 2,000 years ago. It's a historical fact, friends. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you are redeemed, restored, forgiven, and you are the very righteousness of God. And what Jesus is saying from our sitting position. Sit with me and understand that. And now, get out there and walk it, right? How you treat your, your husband, how you treat your family, how you treat your coworkers, how you serve in church, right? It's tough to serve in church and not want to get any glory. Isn't it true? To always love and always give and always be spent and always be broken and always be poured out. 
That comes from sitting with Jesus. So if you're thinking about any ministry right now, first, think about your identity with Christ. You are seated in heavenly places with him. And when you venture out into ministry, you are, you are venturing out on the authority and the victory of Jesus Christ. Based on that authority and based on that power and that victory, we cannot lose. Amen? doesn't matter what's happening in our culture, in our society. It doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's the UN whatever. We serve from another kingdom. We serve from another realm, right? Our citizenship is in heaven where one day we'll see our, our, the lover of our soul and the king of kings and the lord of lords when he breaks on through and he says, Woo! Great job, man! Now get on in here and give me a hug. Come on. I want you to think about how you look at change, okay? Change doesn't have to be hard. It has to be done by the Holy Spirit. And it always, always corresponds to your heart. And that's the ugly thing. The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who could know it? You know who knows it? Jesus. He knows you more than you know yourself. Which is very, very good. Because sometimes I don't know who I am. (laughs) Amen? He knows you. And He loves you. And He wants you to have this eternal perspective that your situations and your circumstances now are to be filled with the grace and the glory and the joy and the wonder of who Jesus Christ is. And that's it. Let's look at some verses, okay? I'm in the NASB. If any of you guys want to get the scriptures, I didn't throw it at you today, but I'm sorry. NASB, Ephesians chapter 1. Let's continue reading from verse 15, all right? Is everybody okay? Is everybody okay, people? Okay, good. All right, awesome. Scary, as Zachy would say. Okay, Um, 15. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in what? The knowledge of the 16 fundamental truths of the assemblies of God. The knowledge of the Nicene Creed. The full knowledge of the catechism of Him. Isn't that awesome? I don't even know the 16 fundamentals of the assemblies of God. Okay? I don't know the catechism. I can't even say the Nicene Creed word by word. But you know what's great? I don't have to. All I have to know is who Jesus Christ is and have that relationship with him. Okay? I pray that the eyes of your heart 
I always thought that was pretty cool because I pictured eyes on my heart. Okay. Uh, may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope. Hope. The Bible says that the children of disobedience and the children of wrath are without God and without hope in this world. We have hope, friends. That you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. The power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Oh, I love reading this verse. Because I just do. Here we go. Verse 21. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, even Hillary... And Donald, amen? Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he who put all things in subjection under himself, under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, who we are, which is his body. And here's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The fullness of him who fills all in all. All your changes you're looking for. All your transformations. Everything that you look at your life that you want to change. Your weaknesses and all your deficiencies. And everything that you have when you lay your head down on the pillow. I wish I was different. I wish I was different. What God does with all that is he fills all that up with himself. You no longer begin to look at yourself you begin to look at Jesus. Amen? And when you walk out the door, your identity is found in Christ. And you can meet the world with whatever it brings. You can face death in the face and say, I am victorious because Jesus has overcome death and the grave. And I will one day live for all eternity with Him. Getting to know Him. Loving him. Being awed and amazed by who he is. And friends, we have that ability and capacity right now to be awed and amazed by the Son of God. My question to you today. How awed and amazed are you? Awed. It's a weird word and how I used it. But I know what you're saying. You're awed. You're not awed. You're awed by the presence of God. Amen? Maybe we, maybe we are awed. I don't know. We are. We're fools for Christ. Amen? Yahoo! I got an excuse now. Way! No. Uh. Hey, listen. Together, this is, this is what we're getting at. Change and transformation happens in relationships. When the body of Christ looks at each other. Maybe in the past, you wounded 
those that didn't measure up and fell and stumbled. Maybe in the past you got out your shotgun of condemnation and judgment and said, you didn't, you didn't toe the line. Right? Now what we do is we get right down in the dirt with them. We grab them. We bring them up. We serve each other. We love each other. Because you know what? We're going to make it. Amen? We sit before we walk and before we work. In our walking, we exemplify what comes out of our being in the presence of God and in the identity of who we are in Christ Jesus. Then the Bible says in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, then we stand. Right? Every once in a while, Zachy is playing around with me, and I feel very vulnerable sitting down. I have to stand <laughs> to overcome him. There was this old song, we take back what the go into the territory, we take back what the devil grabbed or took. That's not really how it is. The verse, the, the, the word stand is, we stand because we're holding the ground that we have already, which is all under the authority and victory of Jesus Christ. Amen? We stand our ground. Yeah, you ain't coming in here, boy. You try... Ooh, you're going to get one of these, (laughs) amen? From your place of sitting is when you battle with the armor of God. And he's a defeated foe. All we have to do is stand. And in all that we do, based on the grace of God, the armor of God, the word of God, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, truth, and our feet ready to preach the gospel of peace, We stand and we hold our ground. The Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Be encouraged this year. It's 2017. Maybe you were out drinking last night. You don't know where you are. Okay, it's 2017. (laughs) It's still city church. It's the power and presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Ministering, changing us, informing us, and really doing a work on us. I want you to look out there. And I want you to think about your friends, about your family that don't know Jesus Christ. They're not awed and amazed by who He is. Other things fill their life that brings dissatisfaction, pain, and adversity, and sorrow. We have the answer. But it's a high calling. The calling is to realize that you sit with Jesus Christ and are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. And his prayer is that heaven would come down to earth. And you know what? You're already here. Amen?
and you're filled with the glory and grace of God. This year, we're going to really hunger after God because God wants to do a lot, right? God wants to do a lot within our, our own body. He wants to do a lot in Lackawanna. There are souls, sin-sick souls that are burdened with shame, guilt, and condemnation that Jesus wants to make alive. Amen? Raised to new life and sit with him in the heavenly realms. You know, I love sitting down for a cup of coffee. Just love it. You didn't know that? Okay. (laughs) Sully loves it too. But you know what it is? People love relationships. How many of you went, keep your hands down, how many of you went to the bars in the old days, you know? Just for like relationships, just for like one-on-one, right? We're all into Facebook and, and Twitter and all this stuff. And you know, Facebook and all this stuff, when you get a, a like on something, it actually feeds the chemicals in your mind that feed the same thing as smoking, drinking, and gambling. That urge to just take a look at that phone. There's one more like. Yes, yes. Thank you, God. I need more. Ah. <laughs> oh. Here it is. God wants you to go to the face of God. Feel his approval. Feel his favor. Feel the fact that he likes you. Amen. And allow that chemical in your spirit to woo you closer to him in all of your ways. And honor him. Walk worthy this year in 2017 of the grace and the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. That's what it's all about. Amen? You get to know Jesus and he'll change your life forever. Let's bow for a word of prayer. God, we love you today. We love you so much. Thank you for sitting with us. Thank you for quickening us. Thank you, God, as Ephesians chapter 2 says, we were once dead in our trespasses, in our sins. Somehow, you took us from the bottom of the ocean of sin, shame, and guilt raised us up to new life. And you have brought us into the very authority and victory of the atoning work that you did 2,000 years ago. And as we leave this place, oh God, we pray that you would be glorified in our hearts and in our lives. in such a way that we've never experienced before. Lord, I just pray that in my own life, I would drop all the religious stuff. All the stuff that I I look at and say, wow, Dan Cudmore, what a fantastic guy. What a great guy. And I turn my eyes off of myself 
and I'll turn my eyes to Jesus. And their gaze on you, your presence, your will, your favor would fill my life with such joy that no matter what comes my way, I know, oh God, that I'll be victorious and that I'll be with you. You never sleep. You never slumber. Right now you're seated at the right hand of God, not only won the victory, but you're interceding for us now to give us the power through the power of the Holy Spirit to win the victory and stand in authority and power. And God, we need you. We need you. We need you. This year is going to be great. I couldn't come up with anything that rhymed with 2017. I'm sorry. But I know it's going to be great. Because your promises to us are yes and amen. And as Lord, I just pray right now as we sing this worship song that you seal something in our hearts that will last for eternity when it comes to knowing you, when it comes to being with you, when it comes to walking our life based from a sitting position in the authority and victory of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing this chorus. Jesus is calling. Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.
Thank you, God. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. Yeah. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of jesus christ friends i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a little to get a little crazy. Alright? The first day of the year, the Lord's Day. I'm going to ask every single person to come to this altar. Let's gather around and just have a time of prayer. Amen? If it really, really bugs you, talk to me after. Okay? Come on up to the altar. And let's mean business with God. He's got some great things in store. Amen? Amen. Do you feel the call of the Lord upon your heart and life? Amen? Do you feel Him wooing you? Do you feel Him calling you? Come on, don't be bashful. Come sit with Jesus. Amen? Come on come on in. All you guys, go that way, okay? All right? Make a little circle out there. Well, an oval, okay? Make an oval. Hopeful. All right. Cool. Praise the Lord. Hey, Jesus is awesome. Amen. You know what's great? He likes knowing you. You know what I'm saying? You're not that much of a jerk. Jesus loves you. Amen. Fantastic. Jerks for Jesus. Praise God. Oh, yes. Come on in, Bob. Drive that thing right in here, man. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You guys scooch that way, will you? Hey, the kids are here. Amen. Awesome. This year, let's understand that all of us are going to live our lives based on the fact that our lives are hidden with Christ in God and that our lives are seated with Christ in God. Amen? And when we run to the world, the brokenness of the world, from our sitting position, based on His authority and victory, I believe God is going to break open the heavens. Yeah. 
manifest himself in such a way that it'll just blow our minds. Amen? That's what we're looking for. That's what we desire. And we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. 21 days of hunger, we believe, is a part of making that happen. We bring down the sensuality of our lives based on our eyes and our ears and our touch and our mouth and our spiritual senses rise to hear the voice of God to be wooed by the spirit of God to be changed and molded and shaped by the presence of God and then from this wonder the fact that God wants to use us we go with courage bravery and confidence to a lost and dying world knowing that I've just sat with Jesus and that makes all the difference amen there's a little gap in the oval right here guys come on come on down oh you're scooching back for Pat scooch back for Patrick yeah go over there go over there all right? Amen. Now listen. Let's Let's sing this song again. Now when we sing this song, let's seal Let's seal what God has done today. He's done something. And the fact is that every time we meet, we're going to understand that God works in a body shop. And where his body. Amen. You got some dents today? Jesus knows how to fix them. Amen? Your carburetor not working too well? He'll straighten that right up. Amen? The body shop. Okay? As we sing this song, let's seal the deal. What Jesus Christ has done in our hearts and in our lives. Listen. Praise God. The little babes in Christ are here. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you know by heart? Or? Yeah. I just know the standing still. Yes. This is Sandy. salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. Stand still. See the salvation of our God. Amen? You know what? We're going to take communion now. We're going to do it in a cool, cool way. I'm going to have the guys just go around, hand out the elements, and then uh, we'll take communion. As they're getting ready, as they're handing out the elements, let's sing this song one one more time. Jesus is calling. Amen. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed.
of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. regrets and mistakes come today there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling bring your sorrows and trade them for joy Yeah. from the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Two cups, one bread, one drink. Hold off until Pastor John tells you when to go, okay? We'll do it together. For I received from the Lord that which I, which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank, thank, you, thank you that the word became flesh. Yes. We thank you for your body that is Praise God. real. Pray that you help us to cement our hearts to you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the same way, you take the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Mm. Do Thank this you, God. As you drink it. Yes. In remembrance of me. Jesus. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Yes. Until he comes. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you so much. Praise you, Lord. For that shed blood. That you did not shy away from even the worst parts of our lives. But even the worst death. Yes. Praise you, God. Forgiveness of sins. Yes. 
outpouring of love. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. You know what? He just gave me something. In the year 2017, Jesus is going to be greatly seen. Amen. In the year 2017, Jesus is going to be greatly seen. Amen. I'm a poet. Didn't know it. Amen. Guys, God is doing great and mighty things. Amen. Have a wonderful, happy Sunday and a happy new year. And we will see you next year. No, we'll see you next Sunday. Amen. Fellowship, hugs, coffee. All right. Praise you,